Hey guys, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. It's just exciting that I'm having episodes almost every day of the week, and it's crazy, and we're enjoying it. Actually, I'm enjoying it. I hope you are too. So today we are going to be talking about fairy tales, uh, mythology, or legends, or fairy tales. Did I say fairy tales twice? I think I did, because it's a fairy tale book. But we will get to the difference as to what the differences are between the three words that I just mentioned. And today will be the day that we'll enjoy with this author. Her name is Brandy. And I've spoken to her several times, even on through email. And she's a awesome gal, I'll tell you that. So Brandy, how are you? And thanks for coming for Back to Basics. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you again for uh, coming here, and uh, it's definitely my honor. Um, so, before we get into the basics of uh, fairy tales, mythology, or legends, or even your book, <laughs> what does Back to Basic mean to you? Uh, it's really looking at what the, you know, the the first steps are. Hmm. In, in my case, especially in writing, it's, you know how to, you know, kind of get through all of the intricacies and the worrying and the, the self-doubt to, you know, at least get something on a page and how to, you know, how to take the first steps at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you again, Brandy, for uh, answering that question because it seems like I ask this question to almost every guest of mine and it seems like I get different, different perspective uh, regarding the same question. So thank you again for... Uh, uh, coming here on the show again. So the book that you have and that you have created this monster of the book is called Gold Spun. Uh, when I actually read that, the first thing seriously came in my mind is Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. Good. Spin, and I, I, did a, I did a good job titling it. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Because that's the first thing came in my mind, you know, spinning up the wheel and spinning up the string and with gold and all that stuff. Was that the thought process or was there something else that you were thinking? That, that is exactly it. I, this is, um, cause it was, I had this story before I had the title. Okay. So I went through several different titles playing around with the you know, the themes of straw and gold and transformation and spinning to kind of come up with both what felt right for the story as well as, you know, what was not not already out there as a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously you have already answered this question, but it seems like you wrote the book first versus the title. But if you did the other way around, do you think the story would have been still the same? Or do you think you had to go around that title? What are your thoughts on that? In this case, I had to go around the title. I didn't. I didn't have a clear title, but I had a clear story premise. Mm -hmm. Even though I had a lot more of the story to write and a lot more of the story to edit, I I had the story first, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I had a working title that was something like "Straw into Gold," and there were already s stories out there, and it just didn't feel as active to me yeah. as "Gold Spun," which I like because it's you know it's it's crisp and it's very action you know there's a verb we're, we're doing stuff we're transforming gold <laughs> yeah 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 thank you thank you again for that were you kind of fascinated with the fairy tale world or were you fascinated with the mythology world or were you fascinated with the legend world that that you created this book 
I've, I've always been a big fan of fairy tales and mythology and and fairy tale reimaginings and even myth retellings and reimaginings. So I've kind of always been a fan of those stories. I love that there's something that feels almost sacred about the way that these stories have been told and retold throughout, you know, hundreds of years and generations. Hmm. And the fun thing with a retelling is you get this this familiar feeling while at the same time you get a new experience and a new way to live through this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for that. Because all the all the fairy tales that, you know, I grew up with and you grew up with were what we were told uh, passed on to generation and generation. And then uh, I think it was maybe five, six years ago that uh, <laughs> Channel uh, 7 or I should say ABC just rebooted a TV show called Once Upon a Time. And that was a, re- a reboot version of the fairy tale. And I kind of loved it the way they did that. Do you think that you bring a little different flavor to this uh, book of yours? I do. And it's interesting with Once Upon a Time because I, I feel like that is kind of a reboot of a reboot. Because you look, it's reimagining the Disney stories. And even the Disney stories are reimagining That's right. the older versions. You know, the, the darker, you know, Grimm Brothers or Hans Christian Andersen versions, which are often a bit darker and scarier. So, you know, it, it's retold several times over and i think that's one of the really fun things you can do with fairy tales so yeah, yeah. you know goldspun is more a retelling based on the original uh rumpelstiltskin story as opposed to once upon a time but you know as with both the rumpelstiltskin character is you know kind of mysterious it's a morally gray character i love Morally gray characters. They're my favorite. They're, I think they're the most interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you again for that. Uh, the Rumpelstiltskin character, is it the same as Mr. Gold on Once Upon a Time, or is it something different? He's different. Um, so in, in Goldspun, it's a, you know, it's told from the Miller's daughter's point of view, and she is a con artist, so it is okay. somewhat, uh, she's somewhat culpable in people thinking she can spin gold. And the Rumpelstiltskin character, whose name is Pell in my book, is a mysterious fairy boy. So, you know, just by that alone, he's different from the original Rumpelstiltskin. He's different from, you know, Mr. Goldon Once Upon a Time. But there are similarities. He has magic. He has this element of the unknown. You know, it's it's not entirely clear. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? You know, he's helping her. But, you know, does he have ulterior motives? So I think you see, you know, you see threads of similarities. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. So I always wanted to ask uh, an, an author or someone who's into fairy tales, right? Do you think fairy tales are kind of mythology? The reason why I'm mm-hmm. saying that is because fairy tales are are magical and powers and, and uh, fantasy world or whatever, right? And I guess mythology is kind of the same thing. Is there like a little draw as as uh too how far is too far type of thing b- before it becomes a mythology yeah you know that that's a really interesting question because i know i generally think fairy tales you think hans christian anderson you think the little mermaid cinderella sleeping beauty the three you know the three little pigs and mythology i tend to think more in terms of those ancient religions and pantheons such as you know you have your greek mythology and north mythology and you know regional mythology throughout the world but in many ways both of those stories are 
you know, can be considered morality stories in a way that they're, you know, oftentimes they all teach some sort of lesson or are trying to, whether it is, you know, in a lot of fairy tales, you know, be careful of wandering alone in the woods or you might get lost and eaten by a wolf. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of mythology stories also have that similar thread of, you know, if you act a certain way, you will be rewarded if you, you know, especially in the Greek mythology, if you anger the gods, you will be punished. That's so right, that's right. I think they have a lot of, a lot of similarities there. Yeah, I mean, uh, from from the Greek gods, I think I remember Percy Jackson's, uh, you know, books mm -hmm. and and the movie itself. I think, I, me personally, I mean, that's just me only, and, and back to basic only, uh, that I think the books are kind of better than the movie, uh, because I think it's more detailed in many different ways uh, versus the, the movie. And most of the books are better than the movies, mostly. Not all of them, but mostly. Uh, but yeah, that's just my thought process on that. So... Let me ask you this. You wrote this book to make a TV show or to make a movie or just the book? I just wrote the book. I My goal with writing this book was I wanted to share this story with people. And the, the medium that was most accessible to me was writing a book. Hmm. I would say if, you know, if if we ever sell the, you know, the movie rights to the book, that would be delightful. I would love to see it as a movie. Mm. There isn't a current plan for it. I don't know if there ever will be. But my primary objective was I have this story. I want to share this story with people. Yeah, thank, thank you so much for that, Brandy. So now we know the end uh, of the book and, and all the stuff that you do and you have published it and you're selling it and, and it's crazy the way you're selling it. Now... Let's backtrack a little. Why did you start this book? Is it because you just woke up and saying you're going to be an author and you're going to just do this? Or did something trigger you to, to be this? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question about the journey. I was not someone who always wanted to be an author. That has not always been my goal. Starting you know, when I was young, I really wanted to be an actor. Mm. I moved to L.A., uh, went to UCLA specifically to study theater and acting. Um, and then eventually realized, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't paying the bills. I was really struggling to get by. So I went back to school for marketing. I got into entertainment marketing, which I still do during the day, hmm. but I wanted that creative outlet. And for me, what, you know, acting, what writing and what a lot of the creative outlets I do have in common is that they're storytelling. So as an actor, I was portraying the story on stage and writing gave me a way to not just portray a story but create the story and I really loved that so I kind of fell in love with it I started with short writing short plays writing short stories and eventually just wanted to dive deeper into the characters I was creating into the worlds I was creating and that eventually led to me writing full-length novels and and thus Goldspun. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Thank you again for that. So it seems like that you wanted to get into the business that maybe you will be later in the future. We don't know, okay? But you went through that process to understand the, the back end of, of the process. Is that right? And that's how this book was kind of born? Because you, you wanted to understand the writings of it and you wanted to understand the, the manuscript and, and how the process mm -hmm. that happens. Am I right on that? 
Uh, it was a little, I think I wrote Goldspun and then sort of developed more of the process along the lines I of see. editing and learning, you know, the, the ins and outs of getting it published. And the way I started was was really just a short story mm. of playing, just playing with the idea of, you know, flipping flipping the script and reversing tropes. So I wrote a short story where I imagined Rumpelstiltskin as the hero instead of the villain. Hmm. Since in the original tale, he is very clearly cast as the villain. That's right. So I wrote a, a short story of just, what if he was the hero instead? And what that looked like. Hmm. And that, you know, that short story is very different from Goldspun, but it inspired me to explore the world even more and to really dive into the characters. Hmm. So it really started as, as just a short story, you know, no... No stakes. I wasn't trying to get the short story published. You know, I I freed myself from needing it to be successful in any other terms other than just write it. And so that really gave me the, the kind of the inspiration and the encouragement to then write a full novel based on it. Sure, sure. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Brandy, uh, for that. Uh, just give me one second. Let me go and talk to my audience one second. So, no problem. So... What Brandy did is she wanted to write a book, but then she also wanted to be an actress. And now, actress might come in later. We don't know. She might be a star later on, and she's in Back to Basics. That's a separate story altogether. But she's an author today, and she went through that process to understand the process, understand the publishing point of view, understanding the grammatical point of view, understanding if she, uh, she should have paperback, or she should have hard copy, she should have Kindle uh, editions, it could be anything like whatever that is, right? She un she wanted to understand the process before she got, and, and I think getting some feedback from other people, I think that kind of helped her too, I think. So we'll get back to Brandy on that. So Brandy, thank you again for that. Uh, so am I right on that? I think, did you get some guidance from a few people when you started this? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Um... And it was great getting both guidance from the writing and the story perspective as well as the process of publishing because I view they are overall pretty different processes. Um, of course they are, yeah. And for the, for the, so for the writing, I had, you know, several beta readers who are readers that, you know, kind of read it when it's not a first draft but also before you start sending it to editors or or agents or you know if you're self-publishing before you self-publish but sending it to some some people whose opinion you trust you know they don't have to be writers themselves but people whose opinions you, you trust they could be writers and so I sent them to some beta readers I got their feedback and I went to I had I was part of a critique group so I got some feedback there I worked with an editor to get her feedback as well and kind of took all this feedback and didn't didn't necessarily make every change people suggested, but I thought about all of the feedback and kind of considered what changes to make, what to stay, you know, what I wanted to keep. And that really helped me in the process of fine-tuning and editing and polishing the story. And then on the publishing side, I went to writing conferences. I did... Sure you know, various research on the process. I listened to speakers who were agents and, and editors. 
And by the time I was done with Gold Spun, when it was ready to be sent into the world, I had an agent. I knew sort of how the process would work as far as, you know, he would send it out to publishers and if they would, you know, pick it up, what the next steps would be. Cool, cool. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for that. It seems like you went through hardship uh, uh, regarding the whole book, but it looks like, uh, you, you know, you finally got the book and you finally got your dream out in the, into the world. Uh, I will be so happy that if I actually read this, so I'm going to go and read that too, if, if that's okay with you. Uh, oh, I, I would be delighted. Yeah, um, yeah. and then I would yeah, say, and it, go ahead, please. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, you know, it, I'm so, so thrilled that it's out as a book, but I will say, you know, for me, it was a very long, you know, it was a long journey, and it's, it's not a, um, I had a lot, I dealt with a lot of rejection, I actually wrote a book before Goldspun, which mm. did get me my agent, but it never sold. So I dealt with, you know, a lot of rejection. First, when I was querying agents, a lot of them rejected me. Once I had an agent, a lot of publishers rejected the book. And the first book was rejected entirely, but I, I felt that if I kept going, if I kept writing, even if my first book didn't sell, maybe my second would. And in this case, it did. So, mm. you know... I, I just want to assure people that when they see, you know, you see the book, you see it done, you see this polished piece, and that's great, but also not to compare yourself to other people's journeys, because there's often a lot of behind-the-scenes, you know, rejections and having to persevere through it. Yeah, that's definitely your back-to-basic uh, moment, if you think about it, right? You know, just going back mm -hmm. to your gut and just... Just go for it. I mean, uh, whatever it is, right? So, yeah, thank you again. And keep on fighting, too. I think that's, mm -hmm. what, that's what Back to Basics is all about. Just go back to simplicity and try to understand your gut feeling. And, and, and here you are. Uh, and uh, and your, your book is out. So, now the I, I think I read on the website, and I think you've told me this before, that you're coming up with a sequel. Yes. Do you think you want a sequel or do you want a prequel? Because now everyone is doing a prequel. <laughs> Ooh, you know, it, it's interesting. I hadn't really thought of a prequel. I knew when I re wrote Goldspun that it would, ideally it had a bigger arc, so I was thinking it will be either a trilogy or a duology. Uh, we did settle on a duology, so there will be a second book coming out next fall. I am in in the midst of it right now. I'm very excited to share it with people when that, when that time comes. Sure. As far as a, a prequel goes... I, I don't necessarily feel like a prequel would work for these characters, but it's interesting to think of maybe a prequel set, you know, a hundred years earlier or something in the world I created, but with a different cast of characters and seeing how their actions shape the world. Yeah, that is that is so true. I, you know, I always wanted to understand from a Roplin Silskin of how he became the way he became. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that would be a great story, honestly. Uh, so yeah, thank you again uh, for that. So I think your your sequel name is going to be Gold Spinning. I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> because I definitely was, was thinking of like lots of uh, sequels of like Gold Spun Two, Golder and Spinnier. <laughs> Golder and Spinnier. <laughs> okay. 
right at back to basics too. We're trying to understand <laughs> the next title. So thank you again uh, for that, Brandy. So you've done so much, it looks like, for many, many different uh, years of uh, this book or many months of this book. And now you have published it. Now you're going for the second uh, sequel for that and maybe prequel for that. We don't know yet. But what are you going to do for the next five years besides the sequel? I, I have several other pieces that are uh, several other stories that are floating around in my head and kind of playing to see which which of those really call out to be a novel, um, depending on how much I can imagine of the story. Sometimes I have an idea and I realize, oh, this this has to be a short story or a novella. There's not enough for a full novel. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, but other times it is, oh, this this could this could be a full book. So I. You know, it's hard to say exactly where my creative journey will go, but I, I love, I found that I really love creating these stories and sharing these stories with people, so I definitely see myself continuing to to write more books. I think I will write some outside of the world of Goldspun. I have some ideas for other stories that are separate from it, that are, you know, generally I tend to write fantasy, so I, because I love having kind of the, the elements of magic and kind of the extra excitement that that brings of, of discovering something new. So that is, that's probably where I'll be. I'll probably be writing. Oh, cool. Thank you uh, so much for that, uh, Brandy. And before you leave today, there are two last questions, if you don't mind. What is your favorite fairy tale? Uh, I mean, I, you're, you're, I obviously... I, you know, I, I, should say, <laughs> I, I should say the top three, because it's tough. Okay. Mostly all, <laughs> all fairy tales are awesome, aren't they? Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I love fairy tales. So let me give you the top three. How about that? The top three. Okay. Well, I will go with um, Rumpelstiltskin, which is pretty obvious. I love it. Um, loved it so much. I wrote a whole book about it. Well, uh -huh. let, me, let me let me twist the words again. Fairy tale okay. and minus Rumpelstiltskin. How about minus? That? Okay. How about that? Because that's the default right. answer. Because now you know, I caught you there, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I really, I really like the Wild Swans. I think it's the Wild Swans, a Hans Christian Andersen tale. It's a lesser-known tale where basically there's a bunch of princes and their sister, the princess, and this evil witch comes and turns all of the princes into swans, and the princess is having to basically go into exile, weave these sweaters for them out of these really thorny nettles, and she can't speak while she does it. And she has to complete this in order to break the curse. Um, and a lot of issues ensue. She gets married to a king and then accused of being a witch because she's not talking. But what I love about that one that you don't always see in, in the majority of fairy tales is that the, the female in it's really taking a very active lead in the story. You know, she's the one who's kind of questing to go and break the curse. Mm. So I think I, I really like that tale. Um, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast just growing up. Those were, were stories that I, you know, read a lot, uh, listened to, you know, I watched a lot of the Disney versions just growing up. I used to, as a little kid, dance around the house with a broom, probably making more of a mess than actually cleaning anything. <laughs> But those those are ones that were kind of close to my heart as well growing up. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so thank you again, uh, Brandy, for that. And uh, before you leave today, any last words uh, on Back to Basics uh, for you? Yeah, I would I would just say, you know, the, the importance of, of persistence. As I mentioned, you know, I've faced a lot of rejection getting to this point and just kind of keeping going and finding, finding your tribe. Uh, for me, having a writing tribe of other writers and readers and people in the writing, you know, in the writing world, people who even are outside of it but are supportive of me, supportive of my work, finding the people that are going to help build you up and support you, be there during the rejections, cheer during your successes. Uh, something especially like writing can be a very solitary thing. A lot of rejections can be a definite bummer. Mm. So it's really good having the people who, who support you and support your work. And finding that tribe has been just incredibly helpful for me on my creative and writing path. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, uh, Brandy, for coming here and, uh, and uh, supporting me and my uh, podcast here. And then I'm supporting you on your book. So thank you again for coming here. It's great. Uh, to uh, meet with you and uh, chat with you again. So thank you again. Sure thing. Thank you again so much for having me. Take care. God bless. So, All right. So we spoke with Brandy today and we talked about the fairy tales, the myths, and the Rumpelstiltskin and not Rumpelstiltskin and Mr. Gold and Mrs. Gold. Well, we haven't talked about Mrs. Gold. No, no, I should not say that. That might be the sequel. We never know. But... There's one thing that she did say, and I'm going to say it too, and I've said that in, in my other shows too. If there's a skill that you want to go for, a passion that you want to go for, don't be discouraged when someone says, hell no, you cannot do it. You need to do it. Follow your gut, and that's what it is. Sometimes, you know what? What people, they say gut, which means your inner voice. Follow your inner voice and see how far you can go. There was several people who told me that this podcast world is not for me and guess where I am today someone told her several times that she's she can't be an author and guess where she is it's all about following your passion and that's all there is and as usual as always there's a quarter of the day from back to basics and here's a quarter of the day for back to basics and I think uh, you know Brandy might like it too by the way so here's a quote all magic comes with a price dearie that's why Rumpelstiltskin, you know, that's a little corny, uh, uh, you know, quote for the day. But you know what? That's what it is. It's all about fairy tales and fantasies and, and myths and legends and whatever the word you want to use. But that's what we did today. As usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics. And that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. And keep on commenting. Good, bad, ugly. Either way, it'll make my show stronger day by day, week by week. And the three main thing happens in this show. A great content, great guest on the show, and definitely the awesomest host. So guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next week.